1: and it's going to be cheesy, but comment, like, subscribe. This is Diana Eaton from the DC Webfest and 2020 New Media team. You are tuning into the Conversations with Hysterical Women podcast brought to you by Otessa and 2020 New Media. We're dropping soon to all of your favorite podcast platforms. So make sure you tune in and tell a friend.
0: So, Diana, I am yes. so glad that we're doing this. I am too. I'm excited. Um, this is absolutely amazing, yes. and I always love talking to you. And now we're always. actually doing an interview. Yes. So, so can you? I'm going to be really dorky, sure. and I'm going to ask: Can you introduce yourself and okay. tell us a little bit about all of the things you do? A lot of things. So, tell us about some of the all of the things that you do.
1: Sure. Well, like you, it's always hard to find that pitch about what I do, but... uh, That's what I'm saying. Give me... I want all all of it. (laughs) So, um... Right now, I'm currently completing my thesis mm-hmm. for my MFA at American University. And um, I have wrapped production, so I'll be going into editing pretty so soon. So you wrapped
0: over the weekend? Yes. Congratulations yeah, week again. again. Yes. Yeah, Double so.
1: congratulations. That's exciting. I'm looking forward to finishing mm-hmm. that out. Um, in addition to that and working with DC WefS, which is a lot of fun, and all the Yay. projects with 2020, I'm also a freelance photographer. Mm-hmm. I am also a poet. I'm also a photographer. And I'm also a musician or I'll say a a rising musician. I'm not going to act like I'm like, you know, my skills aren't, they're, they're evolving. I've always had the ability Mm -hmm. to play by ear, So I'm really, that's impressive. Yeah. Since I was a kid, but I just never took it serious. So now Mm -hmm. I'm just taking it more serious and studying theory. And, um, I practice, I try to make beats at least a few times out of a month, just to practice applying theory and I love making music. So that's what, that's what I do.
0: And actually, um, Can you tell us about the competition at Songbird
1: when your work was featured? So at Songbird, it was actually last May or Mm -hmm. June, something like that. I was on Instagram and I came across this beat making showcase that was going to take place at Songbird. So I was like, I have to go. So I went and I played my, actually, it was my first legit beat. I mean, I I have several beats on GarageBand. The ones from the earlier days are garbage, but, like, that's, like, my first legit beat that actually yeah. sounded decent. Yeah. So I went and um, played it, showcased it, and got a lot of great feedback. I met um, producers. Some graduated from AU, so that mm-hmm. was always nice um, to connect with and meet people. But that was a really good experience, and yeah. it was uh, really rewarding. So
0: You had some really interesting talking points mm-hmm. that you had mentioned when we were briefly talking about. In this interview Mm -hmm. and so i wanted to see if you if you wanted to kind of like lead the charge on that because your talking points were really interesting it would be a pleasure to be in conversation about them
1: sure let's see i think i well there's two i mentioned i mentioned the issue with um overextending grace while also trying to find that balance between extending grace but not extending so much where you're in a toxic situation And then um, another topic I had in mind was how many people have been burned and scarred by religion. Mm -hmm. So I think those two kind of go hand in hand because you need to be able to extend grace. And you also need to know how to treat people and love people and understand that everybody is different. So, yeah, I think that um, that's a good place to start.
0: So the first one, can we start with the first one? Please, yes, absolutely. Because I think that people talk a lot about work-life balance or Boundaries. A lot of these things have to do with balance, right? Yes. Letting, making sure that you let the right people in, that you're being sensitive while also not being taken advantage of, or, you know, all of, all of this is, is really about balance. And it seems to be something that I hear a lot of people talk about, Mm -hmm. but I don't think anyone's solved it. Right. So it sounds like you have your finger on the pulse of it. And I'd really like to talk to someone (laughs) who has made real strides here. So the overextension of grace mm-hmm. like how do you know when do you know okay. when is a good time to stop
1: okay. well it's funny because for me i've always been on the polar opposite when i i've gotten a lot better as i've gotten older because i've gotten wiser and i've learned from experiences but um when i was younger i, I was always I just I didn't really have much grace when it came to me. I just didn't have much grace. I didn't, you know, you crossed me one time and that was it. You're cut. You're gone. Yeah. You know. But when you do that, I can't imagine. I know. I, I've changed so much. <laughs> I've changed a lot over the years. I think I came to a um, a changing point when I realized that a lot of I had a lot of good people in my life I pushed away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and the thing is nobody is perfect. People are going to mess up in some way, shape, or form. They're going to fail you because, just because we're all human. I fail. Yeah. I mess up all the time, faithfully. But when you don't know how to extend grace and you just cut people off because of the first offense, eventually you look around and you don't really have anybody. Yeah. And that, I think for me, that was a point where I realized, okay, I need to learn how to, how to extend grace because you can't... I'm, I'm human just like everybody else. I'm no above anyone. So... Mm-hmm the same way I need grace, I need to extend grace, and also that helps me in my relationships and helps me understand people. So um, I think that was an awakening moment for me.
0: Now, in the process of learning to extend grace, something that I constantly struggle with, which is why this, thank you for talking about this with me, but um, something I really struggle with is You don't want to be a bully, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes, and let's say if when you were younger, maybe you were bullied, Mm -hmm. or maybe you were in not the best environment, right? Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: so let's say that you tell yourself, okay, I I don't want to be a bully. I don't want to be a product of my environment. This is me, personally. Speaking. Um, I can't speak to other people, so I don't want to be a product of my environment. I really don't want to be a bully. Let me recognize the fact the fact that there are some. I'm going to call them monstrous tendencies, and like the babadook, you know, can't mm-hmm. can't necessarily kill them. But you need to make sure that you manage them, mm-hmm. and then you think that you're done, or at least I did. Foolishly, foolishly, thought I was done. And Then I was like, oh no, I'm, I'm only halfway done. Because now, okay, you've ensured that you have better anger management, that you're, you know, that you're not gonna be monstrous, you're not gonna be a bully, but you still have boundary issues. And then you might find that you yourself are liable to be bullied. And then you thought you did the work, but then you're like, oh, crud. Now I need to work on my boundaries on the other end and make sure that, so constantly being conscious of not overstepping someone else's. And we all mess up. Like this is, there are going to be times when you are going to mess up and then just, you know, apologize, do the best you can. But then sometimes, you know, you think, okay, cool, I'm not a bully. But then you're like, wait, I'm still getting bullied. Or, you know, the other way around, if uh, if you felt that you were holding people to, almost too high of a standard, mm-hmm. and then you wanted to course correct, did you find that afterwards you were in a situation where you were giving them too much grace?
1: Mm-hmm. That is a really good question, and that's something that that um, I still struggle with sometimes. Because finding a balance can be really hard and I think there have been there has been moments where I've extended too much grace and I've allowed people to get away with far more than what they should have Yeah. so it's just finding that balance is it, it is really hard and for example you know growing up not just growing up but just in general just as a Christian being taught that and the Bible says that you know the second most important commandment is to love your neighbor mm-hmm. and we can go on and on about that because it's true and people go on you know jesus suffered and he asked for god to forgive the people who him that is Mm -hmm. so true but i do not think that we have to uh, that does not mean that you can love people you can you can Mm -hmm. respect people you do not i don't think you have to allow people to abuse you Mm -hmm. and when you extend too much grace too much i feel like there, there's a time when you do need to disconnect from people or at yeah. least draw back because then you find yourself in a toxic situation and you're being abused yeah. and I don't think anyone on this earth I mean we're all going to experience some type of abuse in some given way shape or form but you don't have to just lie down and yeah. just say here I am step on me that's right. that's just you don't you don't have I don't believe you have to do that in life you just don't
0: and it's a hard thing because the idea of turning the other cheek
1: yeah right
0: <laughs> is is a beautiful one.
1: It the idea is beautiful here. Yes.
0: But in practice sometimes if you do it say and I forgive me, I'm not trying to like fight scripture. Oh
1: no. no but I feel like fine. there are
0: some times when maybe you need instead of to keep turning the other cheek, maybe you need to take a step back so you're
1: not in hitting range. Yeah, exactly. And that just makes me think of so many, um, women and not just women, but men, people in general who are in abusive relationships, Mm -hmm. like physically, even verbally abusive, but physically abusive. You don't have to just stick your cheek out here, honey. Just, you know, slap me again. You don't have to do that. Yeah. You know, common sense says get out of there, you know, despair yourself. Like you can, you know, it's okay. It's okay to walk away. It's okay to disconnect or separate or draw back as you need for your own well being. So, I think that's something that we can do a better job with.
0: Yeah. And I guess that some of that comes back into the idea of you were also a neighbor. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, you can turn the other cheek for yourself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If the other party won't do it Yeah, for you, you can do it for yourself. You can. Yeah. As an act of
1: self preservation.
0: Yeah. But are there any sort of like red flags that you find?
1: Man, red flags. You know, it's funny you asked me that because I struggle. Um, that's why I'm asking. Yeah, it's <laughs> it. Man, I was just having this conversation the other day. So often there are red flags,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, at, and here we go with the extending grace. You know, well, you know, you just go kind of overlook it, like you know, that's just their flaw. And then later down the r- line, you realize that oh, I should have, I should have taken heed of those warning signs, and then you look back, you're like, oh yeah. So, yeah, um, there's been situations I found myself in where I um look back and realize that I did definitely overlook some some red flags, and um even now, moving forward, when I see red flags, I'm like, I want to you know you gotta extend grace, but on the same token, it's just a sign that I should you know, yeah, it's like it's, it's the struggle is real, yeah, the struggle, but yes i have I have been in situations where i've um I've overlooked signs and I pay for it, yeah, down the line. So, so would you say
0: that now you kind of when you see something that's a red flag, mm-hmm. you sort of mentally, like yeah. put that flag in, <laughs> and you're like, I'm acknowledging this. Yeah, this happened. Mm-hmm. This was real. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to cut this person off. Say mm-hmm. yeah, but I'm going to remember that I put this flag in, and I'm going to track this
1: exactly. And uh, yeah, and that kind, ca- th- yeah. And my thing is just be careful, like just just yeah. be alert. You know, just pay attention, be alert, because if it's um, an issue, then it's not going to be a one-time thing. You you will see like repetitive behaviors or re- redundant signs, mm-hmm. and that's how you know that okay. But um, after the yeah, yeah definitely just pay attention to the be alert.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, the signs.
0: Oh, and so also Diana's, in addition to all the other things,
1: mm-hmm.
0: psychology major.
1: Yes, that is funny because I went to get my bachelor's in psychology Then mm-hmm. I went to film school because my heart was in, you know, storytelling mm-hmm. and, and filmmaking. And I thought to myself, geez, I kind of wish I, had you know, psychology was, I love the film. I don't regret getting my degree in it. I, I, there was nothing else I would have rather had majored in. Mm-hmm. But um, I was just really surprised to learn how it works hand in hand with filmmaking and working with people and just learning different yeah. personalities and different behaviors and stuff it's very useful
0: yeah
1: it's very useful in every in everyday life even even in relationships Mm -hmm. and that's that actually that degree is something that has helped me learn to extend grace believe it or not okay fantastic and one example is so and i'm not saying this is always the reason or always a precursor but when you have somebody with specific like certain types of behaviors sometimes not always but sometimes it's That behavior has developed as a result of some kind of trauma Mm -hmm. early on in life that was never dealt with. So my, I think it was my second year in film school, um, there was this one one young lady in my cohort who had a reputation. No one really liked her. No one Mm -hmm. wanted to work with her. I talked to her a few times. And, um, I never had an issue with her personally, but she her her behavior was problematic yes uh, yes, and working on <laughs> set with her was problematic because for some Ooh. reason she had the need to try to control other adults, which just doesn't work well. I
0: mean, on a film set, you yeah, I... there are
1: a lot of people,
0: and you are all moving parts, and you report there is a chain of command.
1: That she, I mean, she's uh. telling, she was the, the uh, um, well, first of all, she was instructed to go work in the lighting department, but she okay. decided to come and put herself as a third AC. When what? We, and then she was telling the DP what, the, I'm like, when she, I'm sorry, I'm like, you cannot, you can't do that. Like, this is her job. Mm-hmm. We already have two assistants. Like, I, I was trying so hard, but then one day in class, she had, um. We were just telling our personal stories and she she went really deep and she had described some pretty severe trauma she went through as a child. And that right there kind of hit my heart because I figured there was something, but I wasn't sure. And that right there, that was like, wow, this is why you really need to be careful how you treat people, because I would never want to be that person to throw salt in the wound. Mm -hmm. So and that's what I mean by psychology helping me. You know, learning how to extend grace to people because she's like that for a reason. And yeah. it doesn't make it right because we all are responsible for bettering ourselves. But to know that, okay, this is what, that, that's why she's like she is, it helps me to be compassionate and extend, extend grace.
0: Right, that it's more personal to her than it is personal to the people
1: in the film set, per se. Exactly. And yeah. one thing she said I'll never forget, she was like, I just really need people to be patient with me because I just want to be normal. Oh. And that's just really, I'm like, yeah. I'm so happy I never mistreated her because I would. oh my God, like, yeah. yeah. It's moments like that that just really helped me realize, okay.